We're joined now on the program by CEO of Australian Rugby, Raylene Castle. Raylene, welcome to the program. I trust you well. You're very well, thanks, Darcy. Well, you must be. It's a great news day for Australian rugby. It's fair to say you've been under the pump of recent times, but uh, this is a day you celebrate. What a get. Yeah, it is. We're very pleased. Uh, you know, Dave's a, an incredibly um, high-performing coach, um, both um, on the world stage um, and, uh, you know, for him to have made a decision that he wants to be part of the Wallaby plans going forward is, uh, is, a, is a really uh, big get for us, and he was is by far and away the most outstanding candidate. So how long have you been chasing him for? How long has this process taken, Raylene? A wee while. We, once Michael Checker um, identified to us that if the Wallabies didn't win the Rugby World Cup, he wouldn't seek reappointment, uh, we needed to be in a position that we, who, you know, a list of candidates that we worked through uh, to see who we thought was the best candidate. The top of that list was Dave. Um, so once the Rugby World Cup finished and uh, Michael suggested that he wasn't going to put his name forward for reappointment, uh, we moved very quickly to start conversations with Dave and that's taken us about a month and we've uh, managed to get that uh, sort of contract signed in the last 24 hours, so we're very pleased. Okay, so but he signalled the fact he'd stepped down if you didn't get the World Cup quite a few months ago now. So you always had this idea that you were going to need someone if that happened. It was a def- it was a given. Yeah, that's right. It was a plan B. We needed to make sure that we had options or we at least, at the very least, understood what the market was telling us from availability because, you know, great coaches don't hang around waiting for job offers. You have to go looking for them and make sure that you understand um, what their contract situations are. So we had done all that work. Uh, we'd certainly had some conversations with Dave. I'd met with him. Uh, and then when we um, got exited from the Rugby World Cup and uh, Michael said that he wasn't going to step forward, um, I could, uh, um, you know, continue conversations with Dave and really try and put that um, opportunity to coach the Wallabies and p- be part of the r- system here at Rugby Australia in front of him. So essentially he was the, the coach in waiting. We were just waiting for what you didn't want to happen, which is to exit stage left in the World Cup. But you had a plan. What, what was that, like six months, longer or less, or...? Yeah, we probably, the first time I met Dave and had the initial conversation was about six months ago, but, um, you know, the actual uh, negotiations of any contract uh, had to be on hold until we knew what our situation was. So, essentially, what I'm hearing here, once you knew, he was always your man. You said he was the top candidate. This is the guy you always wanted and you had crosshairs on. Yeah, that's right. He was. Um, We believed he was the best fit, not only from a performance coaching point of view, but also a cultural point of view and that his experience in bringing groups of people together is, is very sound. Um, and we also needed a coach that was prepared to work in, inside a system that we put in place. We made some very significant changes to our high-performance environment. Um, at the end of last year, put Scott Johnson in as director of football um, and signed high-performance, aligned high-performance agreements with our four Super Rugby teams. So having a coach that understood that structure, wanted to come in and work as part of that structure and you know, help the Super Rugby teams grow and develop was also an important part, um, and Dave was comfortable to work in that environment. And CEO of Australian Rugby, Radding Castle, joining the programme. I'm with you on that one. His ability to build culture out of nowhere, I think we saw that in his time with the Chiefs and just what he achieved there. And I think it's fair to say that maybe that might have been an issue under to check it previously, but this guy's all encompassing. Is that, that a fair statement? Oh, I mean, I think you know, I think all coaches have their strengths and weaknesses, and 
uh, and, and you know, no, none of them are perfect, but certainly Dave's ability and proven ability, both um, at the Chiefs, but also what he did with the Glasgow Warriors in a really short space of time to, to bring together a group of men and, and build a culture where they all want to work towards the same thing is, uh, is one of his best skill sets, and, and that's something that uh, we know will be very valuable to us. So you mentioned Scott Johnson before. So this is a loyalty situation because he worked with Dave at the, the, uh, the Glasgow team, didn't he? helpful when you've got someone like that who, who's worked alongside a coach and, and they understand each other and they, they complement each other in their skills and capabilities and it meant that Dave was very comfortable coming into the, the structure that we put in place and working with Scott so that was certainly added advantage that they had some previous history. You said before Raylene world class coaches don't just sit around waiting for a phone call basically that's not a wee elbow on the ribs of New Zealand rugby is it? No, no, at the end of the day, you know, we had a plan and we worked really hard to uh, to execute it. So with New Zealand rugby losing these guys, do you think they operated in a, obviously it's a different manner and you don't work with amongst them, but the way they've gone about trying to find their coaches stark markedly different from the way you're going about it. You mentioned this is the modern world. This is a reflection of, of how coaches are, are, are chosen now. Are you guys up to the speed more so than New Zealand rugby? No, I wouldn't say that. I think each organisation have to make um, their decisions around how they put their structures together and, and what um, interview process they uh, they went through. Ultimately, um, we had an indication that, that um, Michael might choose not to be reappointed. We put a plan in place and we worked to that plan. Did the World Cup review have any bearing on the selection of Dave Rennie? No, I think um, for us they were two separate decisions. Um, the review of the Rugby World Cup was making sure we understood what worked well, um, what we could have done better and take the learnings out of that campaign to make sure we put it um, to the new coach so that they can understand, which is obviously Dave, and, and from his learnings uh, and take it into a campaign preparation that he will make going into 2023. Um, but also we've got two Olympic campaigns live at the moment as both of our teams are qualified for Tokyo. So making sure that from a campaign perspective we take any learnings that they might have had out of the Wallaby campaign into those campaigns as well. As far as uh, his staff, assistant coach-wise, when do we find out that the nature of uh, those appointments? Well, now that we've made the announcement, uh, we can have some more specific conversations with assistant coaches. It's quite hard to convince them to come uh, and, and to work inside a program when they don't know who their boss is going to be. So now that we can have those open conversations, that makes it easier. Um, we certainly have an aspiration. We've got some very talented uh, assistant coaches, Australian um, assistant coaches working overseas and certainly some of the conversations we'll be having with people is about seeing if we can find a way to bring um, those coaches home um, and those conversations are in train at the moment. Um, is this a, a team effort yourself and Dave or do you give him as assistant, coach, assistant coaching staff? How does that work? Yeah, so we, we've um, um, tried to, you know, probably put a slightly new structure in place whereby the, the coach has engagement um, uh, with, obviously, with appointing assistant coaches, that's important, but not carte blanche necessarily, because one of the things that when you replace a head coach, what you don't want is um, all of the IP walking out the door with them, so you want some, some consistency, certainly around management staff, assistant coach a little bit different, but management staff and support staff around doctors and medical and um, those types of roles. So um, there's some certainly engagement by the head coach in all of those roles, but um, he will be working closely with Scott Johnson and Scott's experience of those people um, to make sure we put the most competitive assistant coach team together we can. He comes from the Glasgow Warriors quite late, uh, Raylene, it's the middle of next year. Um, as far as preparations for the Wallabies for the international season, problematic? What have you got into place to deal with that? 
Yeah, so Scott will lead that with the assistant coaches that we'll be looking to appoint and what they will be on the ground, so working under Dave's guidance from a distance to make sure that um, they've got engagement with the, the Wallabies playing Super Rugby um, and setting the expectations that uh, that he has. Um, he will do a visit here in January um, and that will be his first chance to actually meet the Super Coaches and, and many of the Wallabies who, of course, he will know some of them um, having coached against them in Super Rugby, but his first chance to actually sit down and talk to them. Um, you know, it's a measure of the man, he wanted to finish his contract at, at uh, Glasgow, that was incredibly important to him um, and we'll support him in everything he can to make sure that he's in the best position with the most information that he needs before um, we hit our, our July test matches. I see uh, Israel Folau has been endearing himself to the wider Australian public again, where are Aussie rugby at the moment with your drama with Israel, read uh, the court case and the like? Yeah, we're due to go to court uh, on the 4th of February, so we're uh, currently bringing that case together and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll be uh, in court in February. How confident are you about winning the case, Raylene? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, we believe what we did was right and that we executed a, a clause in our contract uh, and that this is a contractual issue, issue from our point of view and, and that's what we'll be running, so we, uh, we're confident in our position. Warmest congratulations on getting your man, Dave Rennie. He's a tremendous coach and a great guy. I'm just a wee bit frightened. Uh, thanks very much for your time, CEO of Aussie Rugby, Raylene Castle. Thanks, Darcy.